Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. Before we start today's show, I just want to let you know that we're going to be running some big conferences in Australia and New Zealand in September this year. It'd be amazing if you came along. They're always fantastic events where we look at leadership and we look at culture. It's a real highlight of the year for us and for our community. And you're part of that community, so we'd love you to come along. If you're in Melbourne on September 5th or Sydney, September 13th, we'll be running it there. We've also got another conference in New Zealand, which will be in Christchurch on the 18th of September, Wellington on the 19th, and Auckland on the 21st. There's links to register in the show notes for this show. So if you look in your, your podcast app, there'll be a link there. Otherwise, give us a Google or look us up on the website. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Hi, Corinne. Hey, Dom. So thanks for joining me today. Really excited. We've got amazing conferences coming up in September in Australia and New Zealand. But for Australia, it's in Melbourne and Sydney on the 5th of September in Melbourne, 13th of September in Sydney. It's going to be awesome. It's always an amazing event. We get sort of thousands of people there. Mm. It's always fantastic. And we've got a great lineup of speakers this year, one of which is Rebecca Cardos, who Mm. we're going to talk to today. We're going to get her on the phone line. So Rebecca's the CEO of Aurora Energy. And we asked all our speakers this year, the theme of the conference is blank, that's culture. And we really asked them to fill in that blank. So what does it mean to them? And Rebecca came back with courage and commitment. Mm. And it sounded like a really interesting topic. So before we get her on the line, Corinne, I know you've worked with Mm. Rebecca for a long time. Mm. So what is it about that topic that you think is going to be interesting? I love the topic and I've worked with Rebecca for nearly a decade now in in various, a number of different leadership roles and organisations. And that speaks to her passionate belief in the role that culture plays in building organisational effectiveness. And she is a highly constructive leader who is very passionate about delivering and very passionate about delivering through people. What I like about this topic is that often when we have CEOs present at our conferences, a lot of the time we've had CEOs that have led an amazing journey and we get Mm -hmm. the upside. Right, you get the the good news story. You get the good news story and they do share with us the learnings, but often it feels like it was a process of one, two, three and they got there. And we know that it's not. So what I love about Rebecca's topic is it's a a personal insight into the challenges of leading a culture change. And she'll talk about the ups and the downs and the challenge that she's had to face into and some of, you know, how confronting it's been Mm. when the plan that you thought was working so well turns out that it isn't. So... I'm excited because I think it'll be a very honest insight into one leader's ongoing journey, personal journey, but also organisational journey to bring about change for best outcomes for customers, but also her people. And that's why I'm excited too. I think it's very real, Mm. right? I think, especially for people sitting in the audience who are trying to change culture, 
and trying to build leadership and so on. I mean, that's why people come to this conference and they will know from their personal experience that it doesn't always work. And yeah. so I think to hear someone actually talk to those challenges mm. and talk about how you have to stay committed mm. through those times and that that's ultimately how you get through. I think on a previous episode or another episode, we talked about going through the groan zone and yeah. some of it is that with culture change as well. I think so. And, and when I talk a lot to organisations, a lot of leaders will say to me, what are the pitfalls? What are the gotchas? What do we need to be aware of? What mm. do we avoid? And look, I can go through that. We can outline some of the pitfalls, you know, lack of accountability, inconsistent leadership. These are all issues. But the other thing that happens with cultural change is that part of the transformation is actually the organisation learning how to navigate the pitfalls. Mm. So I can't say that cultural change is mistake-free or challenge-free. It is challenging and it is complex and you go up and down. But part of the transformation is the organisation, leadership and people learning how to travel those ups and downs together because that's where the new ways of working come from is, you know, navigating those hard times together. And so I think that often comes up because people often look at, you know, famous companies who have particular cultures or whatever and they try to copy it. Mm. And to your point, I don't think you, you can't just transplant a culture. You can't just copy it and do the things they did because part of it was the journey that got them there. And it's almost like reading someone's biography who overcame adversity or something. Mm. That's great. It gives you an amazing insight, but it's not the same thing as going through adversity yourself and overcoming it. I think so. And, you know, one of the things that we found in our research is that organizations as a system actually have levels of consciousness that they go through. And sometimes you know, some of our most successful case studies like, you know, Lion and people will look at the years and years and years of success, you know, 10 wow. years on, 15 years, 16 years on, and they will try and implement in their organisation at the beginning of their journey what the organisation has implemented 16 years after their journey. Right. And it's just not necessarily going to work because at the beginning the organisation is at a different level of consciousness. Uh-huh than when it's experienced in riding the ups and downs. And so I think the message from Rebecca will be you really need to pay attention to where you're at as a leader and as a leadership group and where that is relative to the organisation and where your people are at. So it's, it's, it is about adapting to your particular set of circumstances. And that's it. And I think it's flexing as different results come in. You've got to be prepared to, you know, go left or right and see where you end up. Well, on that note, Karim, why don't we get Rebecca on the phone line to join us and we can ask her about the topic herself. All right, Rebecca, thanks for joining us on the call. Do we have you there? Yes, you do. Thanks for joining us. So it's Corinne and myself, and we're really excited about you joining and speaking at this year's conference. It's going to be a fantastic event. And I guess for us today, we want to get a bit more into your topic and and understand why you chose what you chose. And I guess what would be interesting from our point of view is to understand how did you come to culture in the first place? What was sort of the origin story? So back in 2008, the organization I was working for at the time had had a significant event and an independent review was undertaken 
And what the one of the key findings from that was culture was a key contributor to this significant event. So I was the head of employee and organizational services. And so myself and OD manager was tasked with coming up with a culture strategy for the organization. So we went on a bit of a quest and met with a bunch of different organizations, human synergistics being one of them. And whereupon we, we, we came up with a plan on how we would transform our organizational culture to ensure that events as such as the one that happened at that time didn't happen again. And so you were writing that plan. Now, what what was it, though, about that? Because one thing's the plan and the other thing's the belief, I suppose. So from that plan, where did you go? How did it build? So we pulled the plan together. And what was really clear after meeting with the various organizations, so we, we kind of did this road trip. And what was really clear was the importance of leadership. Yeah. And that leadership drives culture. And so... As part of that, obviously, a lot of the, the strategy was about, well, okay, let's, we need to look at the leadership of our organization. And that included myself. So I got my first leadership impact survey, whereupon I think I cried for quite a while. And I think I argued with Corinne for quite a while as well that perfectionistic should be blue, not red, because it's perfect. <laughs> And yes, you blue did. Perfect. <laughs> and I did. I argued. And I suddenly discovered a whole host of strongly held beliefs that I had were a contributing factor to the culture at the organization I was at. And that, you know, I actually had to rethink my beliefs to be able to lead and drive a different cultural outcome. And um, that was pretty confronting. Rebecca, I was going to ask you, because we've known each other for a while now, do you remember that moment? Like, how did that happen? Because I've got to say, a lot of leaders go through that process, but it is equally easy to put the leadership impact and the, the feedback away in a drawer and not look at it again. Whereas you didn't do that. You had this moment where you realized that you were going to need to change yourself, your beliefs in order to create the change that you wanted to see. Do you remember that moment? Can you share a little bit about what occurred to you? How did it come up? I think, you know, I fought it really hard. You, you, when you, I'd been successful the way I had been for a long time and had some well-ingrained beliefs and habits that had got me to the role that I was in. So it is really confronting to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and realize, well, actually, maybe that's that thing. I think what happened for me is one, the person holding up the mirror to me was pretty, pretty stubborn, Corinne. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's always challenging and going, well, yes, you could think that, but however, the evidence shows. But I think also that realization for me was suddenly that actually to achieve the outcomes, we could do it in a way where we achieve the outcomes and everyone benefits at the end of it. And that's a really compelling and powerful thing for a leader, that there's a way of actually achieving what you need to achieve where everyone is a winner in that scenario. Mm. And I think that's what really got me excited mm. is that everyone 
find that we we spend a lot of hours in work and to make that rewarding, make that an experience that everyone goes, wow, you know, my life contributed more. I think we all want that. Mm. And so what I was able to see by rethinking my leadership, rethinking culture is how you can, it's a way of enabling everyone to be proud of what they achieve, be able to feel that they're contributing more and they're part of something bigger than just themselves. And I think that's pretty compelling. And I think that's what shifted me in the end is opening myself up to actually this is possible and rethinking my beliefs and having the courage to do that could actually get a better outcome than any of us could achieve on our own. And so that's interesting. I think it often is that combination of a personal journey, right? So you had your own journey as well as the organizational. And as you said, leaders have a huge impact on culture. And so the two really are kind of hand in glove together. Mm. And I noticed at the end there, it was interesting, you talked about courage. So leaders have to have courage to actually go on that journey and, and to look in the mirror and look at what they can do differently. And for this year's conference, our, our theme was blank, that's culture. And we asked the speakers like yourself to fill in that blank. And you replied with courage and commitment, that's culture. And so I'd be interested to understand, you know, where that came from, what you want to kind of convey in that message. Yeah, it was it was a pretty challenging story. So I was finalizing my topic for the conference and I got my current organization organization's culture results. And to say they weren't great is probably an understatement. And so as I was finalizing my topic, I was reeling from these quite confronting and challenging and surprising on a whole host of levels. So I went really quickly from being a quite a confident leader of culture change who was ready to, you know, choose a topic and share my knowledge and experiences to one who suddenly realized that I still have a huge amount to learn and that culture change is far more complex than anyone realizes in the face of those really quiet results you know when my people were telling me that their experience in the organization on the CEO or is really hard was confronting and if you know being ultimately accountable for this organization and for those individuals and their experience yeah I've got to just double down on my commitment to culture and have the courage to look at my own leadership, look at my organisational leadership and go, well, okay, what we've been doing in, to date is obviously not working. Let's reframe this and start again. And, and hence, I chose this topic. Yeah, fantastic. I think it, to me, I'm really excited about this topic myself because I think it's quite real. Mm. I think, you know, often with, with conferences or case studies or, or whatever, it sounds easy, right? It sounds like you do one, two, three, and away you go and everything's great. And I think the reality is that it's actually, it's a tough journey. So I think people are going to be really interested in that. Yeah, so do I. I love it. I think it's a great subject. And I think it's the stuff that people really want to hear because as you said, Dom, it's never really a formulaic approach that gets it. There's lots of ups and downs. And what I really think will be valuable about your experience, Rebecca, is Sticking with it, you know, and believing in it ultimately, believing in the higher goal so that when things aren't going 
the way that you want it to be, you you still you're not abandoning it. You know, you you're staying with it, and I think that that's a really compelling story. When I, um, it was interesting when I was um, sharing our results, a wise person said to me, they, they said, you know, culture is a journey, which means you will have highs and you will have lows. And, you know, I was like, yeah, it, it isn't all beer and Skittles, unfortunately. And the learning for me in all of that is actually you know, being on the other side of the results and now starting to see forward and to formulate, well, what's different is I'm trying different things. The organization is trying different things. We're having different discussions. And as a result, yeah, we will be a better organization. So that's the upside in this. You kind of need the lows to be able to learn. And actually, you need those times. You need those really confronting results to help you realise that actually that it isn't a formula that you just do one, two and three, like you said, and ta-da, I have a great organisational culture. You have to flex and bend. People, I mean, culture at the end of the day is about people and we're complex, complex beings. And our wants and needs vary depending on the circumstances at a time. And so my job as CEO is ensuring that our culture plans bend and flex as people wants and needs flex as well and that's and that's challenging because you know if you look at it from a purely task perspective you know I put in strategies we put deliver programs it is quite formulaic what I've realized over the last couple of months is that culture is not formulaic it's really quite organic and and that that's where some of the complexity comes into it as a senior leader mm. Fantastic. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. I'm really looking forward to your presentation at the conference. I think it's going to be fantastic. So anyone listening, if you haven't registered your spot, make sure you do so. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm really looking forward to it. And I've, you know, I've witnessed your development and your journey. And I know, you know, that it's really hard with some of those lows because leaders only want the best for their people and their organisation. And when the results aren't as we would like them, it's it feels personal. And I think, though, that when it is personal, it's a great motivator to want to pause and take stock of, okay, what do we do, need to do now? As you, as you said, that with the lows comes the opportunity to reflect and pivot and think, okay, what is this actually telling us? Yeah, and you have a different discussion as a result. But thanks, Dom, Corinne. I'm really looking forward to it and probably a bit nervous but excited at the same time. Fantastic. That's the best way to be, I think. That means you're doing something different, (laughs) challenging yourself. (laughs) Thanks for your time, Rebecca. Thank you. Hi, me again. Just before you go, don't forget to sign up for our Leadership and Culture Conferences this September. We'll be in Melbourne September 5th, Sydney September 13th, And we also have events in New Zealand, so if you're in Christchurch on the 18th of September, Wellington on the 19th, or Auckland on the 21st, make sure you sign up. There's a link below. It'd be awesome to see you there.